0: Looking live at the Chgo Bears podcast on a beautiful Monday, with training camp starting next week. With a big guest in studio, (laughs) and a Greg Braggs who dropped the ball after I successfully (laughs) went to Wrigley Field and tried to save the Cubs season on (laughs) on Saturday. Got a victory, then you showed up on Sunday, and straight. Don't throw
1: me under the don't sandbag me to start the show. Sandbag, sandbag. Listen. Didn't the we, rule did, was CHGO Cubs stated if you went Saturday and they won, you uh, had to go Sunday. Uh, yeah, and yeah, then no. you did not go, I, so I, you could try to drive the bus over me. So he messed up the cameras, he think. did, and I tried I, to get him out there the whole okay. time.
0: That's okay. true, you did, and you're absolutely right. I went on Saturday, Thank I, you. I started Take a streak, and and, 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 I, and I didn't and I didn't go back. And Sunday got away from me, so my, my apologies to CHGO Cubs, but I did get one win on the weekend. Yes, Lawrence? I just like that you guys are matching. It's so cute. Go. That is adorable. And then right yeah. in the middle, Glenn Morgan is, uh, if you don't know Glenn, you should. But if you don't, he's the uh, expert draft an- analyst at NBC Sports Chicago. Joining us today, hey, welcome to see it Joe for the first you. time. Thank
2: you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Greg, Mark, yeah, appreciate it. Lawrence. Shout out. Yeah, good to see you again. Likewise, likewise. Two decades. So, no so
0: I've been <laughs> I've, I've been talking football, everybody, including you, Mubs. I see a nice car uh, on Monday. Good to see you, Mubs, and everybody else. Uh, I've been talking football with Glenn for a long time. And Braggs, I mean, you know a lot of football. Adam Hogue knows a lot of football. We all know a lot of football here. Glenn knows a lot, a lot of football. Um, so it's, it's going to be a very he's good. Got the, foot- n- he's got the notepad. Like, yeah. we no, don't bust I'll that say. out
1: until game day. He's got it here in the offseason. I, the, it, it, I heard somebody call it the offseason offseason of off-season is right now. Like, it's not even – it's the darkest time of off-season. He's still got the notepad rocking.
0: Well, and so – and as we said, draft analysts. So we're going to do a bunch of just sort of reviewing the draft and also obviously looking at the – at the team as we edge towards training camp, I got a ton of stuff for you. But you know, when I asked you what you wanted to talk about today, yeah. the first thing out of your mouth was Tyreek Stevenson. So <laughs> yeah. you, I, you're excited about very excited. Yeah, tell me, tell 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 CHGO Bears fans who are frothing at the mouth for another corner to be able to do something. Tell us why
2: to get a guy with his ability and talent uh, and his size and athleticism. Where they got him is rare. You don't usually get a guy that big running a four four five. Later, in, you know, where they got him in the third round. So, his ability to press cover, uh, play very physical. Um in order to redirect receivers, and not only that, but make plays on the ball, whether it's pass deflections or whether it's interceptions, and an added component, he's a return specialist as well. He did a very good job at Miami returning the ball. Uh, formerly, he was at Georgia before he made the transfer over to Miami, but you have a guy who, with that pedigree, that he can be a, a player on the Georgia Bulldogs, I you know what well, they've done the last few <laughs> yeah. years, and to go over to Miami and still, and again, with the history that Miami's had with their DBs, to go there and make a difference in the ACC, i just excited about what he brings to this organization because I really believe he has the ability to potentially be the defensive rookie of the year wow uh, and the reason why I say that uh, aside from his length of his you know in terms of his athleticism and his length uh, in terms of being able to press cover he has a nose for the ball and you look at the way the Bears are constructed currently right now uh, you have a front four that we don't have great edge rushers. We understand that. But I think our strengths are going to be in the middle of the defense. Yep. And their ability to push and cause pressure. And you have long arms with Javon De- uh, John Dexter and also with uh, Zach, uh, Zach, Pickens. Zach Pickens as well. You have an ability to kind of muddy the water so to speak when the quarterback is going to pass the ball you also look at the way this defense is constructed in terms of uh, Ibrafluse's system you have it similar to what Lovey Smith had when you had a middle linebacker and Urlacher who could drop way back in the zone and you've got that with the length cover that middle zone when Trent Edmonds gives you that ability to do the exact same thing
1: would you say he does it better than Roquan
2: yes Yes, he's better in pass coverage than Roquan is, uh, definitively. I think Roquan's a better run defender. I think Roquan's better at rushing the passer. I think Roquan is good at affecting aspects of the field. I think side to side they're equitable. But with Tremaine Edmonds, his ability to drop back, also with Edwards able to drop back, too, you've got two linebackers that can affect the middle of the field. And we already know that our secondary has shown an ability to make plays on the ball. Now, Iberfaluz, when he was a defensive coordinator over with the Colts, uh, for four years, I want to say the team averaged about 14 interceptions a year. His last year, they had 19 interceptions. Now, part of what leads interceptions is pressure. Uh, With the Colts, what they were able to do at the time he was there, I think they averaged about 120 pressures a season. Last year here? (laughs) Zero, we not n- quite. Close. Uh, we were at about 86 pressures. Okay, and
1: but a, and a franchise record low 10 sacks from the yes. defensive line. But and sacks are important, but they're not. Pressures definitive. are the pressures
2: one. are the thing because yeah. this whole defense is predicated on turnovers. So if I'm sacking you, I may or may not get the turnover. But if I'm True. causing pressure, I may affect aspects of the field that can cause pressure and generate turnovers, i.e. interceptions. And last year, although we had 86 pressures, we had 14 interceptions. So I look for this team to generate more pressures up the middle and with the length of the defensive tackles, also with our linebackers. I see a lot of deflections. I see a lot of plays made on the ball. And because he is a rookie, getting back to my initial point, he's a rookie. He's going to be targeted. He's going to get his options. They're going to come towards us. He's going to have the opportunity to do that, and I think he can make those plays That's a great
0: point. They are going to come at him.
1: Yeah, I mean, because that was the thing I always said at the end of last year. The secondary was the second brightest spot on this team in my eyes to Justin Fields because – the fact that they were able to get the numbers that you point out and just the way they scrapped. I felt like they were mm-hmm. really battling when they were holding on for dear life. <laughs> I mean, you've got to hold on to a receiver for how long in a route because they can't get to the right. quarterback. Right. And you saw even guys like Josh Blackwell and Jalen Jones came in at the end mm-hmm. and really started to like like try to make a difference and be scrappy, like I said. So uh, Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker as rookies started to ascend. Right. I felt like, I know there's some people that think they still have a lot of room for improvement. I'm sure sure. they do, but I thought they started to ascend at the end of the year. So you add a guy like Tyreek Stevenson to this and hopefully more pressure with that linebacking core. And, and I hope you're right, man. This it's exciting. I, I I certainly don't think they're going to get worse. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll
0: be the, uh, Fly in the voice of sure. I was gonna say voice of reason, but that's a little too much here. I just look. I get it. I'm excited about it. I want to yeah. see Tyreek play. He's is what I've seen in minicamp as far as his attitude. That's not good. Um, is it, it has been great, yeah. but um, he won 56 overall. Yeah. There's got to be a reason why he, if, if you're that big of a stud, you would have gone a little bit. Not no. necessarily. This was a deep
2: draft for cornerbacks, okay. uh, defensive backs overall, and also edge rushers and offensive linemen. So I, I think in quarterbacks, you know, they, they quarter, whenever you have a, a, a draft where quarterbacks are heavy, so to speak, in the first two rounds, it's going to push everybody else down. So, so no, and not, but the Bears moved up to get them. Don't forget that. So they saw something, I think, like to say we both saw something at the same time in terms of what he can potentially bring. And and considering this defense, the way it's constructed, it gives you an opportunity to see the ball in front of you. It's not as much man as there is, you know, kind of a mixture of man zone, but a lot, of zones, so a lot of times he can see things in front of him. He has the ability to make the play on the ball. And it's not going to just be him alone. And I, I believe that with the help from his teammates, you know, you've got uh, Gordon in the slots going to help out a lot. It's going to be a lot of deflections. And I think he's going to – I'm not saying he's going to It'll be, you know, Deion Sanders, and he's, you know, making snatches here and there, and he's picking the ball off like this all the time. But there's going to be a lot of deflections. Things are going to be in the area for him to even make plays. I see him getting about five to six interceptions. But more importantly, he's very good against the run. His ability to support the run is tremendous. Another reason why I think the Bears moved up to get him. So I'm looking at a guy that can get anywhere potentially between maybe 60 to 65 tackles five interceptions and maybe if he can get anywhere between eight to ten pass deflections we look at what we look at what uh, Sauce Gardner did for the Jets last year I'm not saying he's necessarily going to be that but I think he'll be very close to a lot more than people expect or realize and the people are going to target the Bears this year they're going to come at him because the defense was so woeful last year and we should be better against the run so I think they're going to try and find ways to attack us through the uh, air
0: sold I'm done I got (laughs) you but like again like you're saying Sauce Gardner that's the fourth overall pick I mean we're we're, we are elevating level here so but hey trust in Ryan Poles. trust in Ryan Poles.
1: when most of the time when a rookie cornerback comes in most of the time I'm not saying all but especially when you have Jalen Johnson and Kyler Gordon who's here last year as a second round pick they normally put the rookie in at nickel you mm-hmm. know and I they, know that position is becoming more important because you know the way NFLs are attacking defenses right does that speak more to like, I'm just trying to weed through. I'm totally, I mean, with, you totally to with you I mean, obviously it speaks to how much Tyreek Stevenson is talented, that they trust him. Like, we're going to put you on the outside right away. Sure, sure, sure. But what does it say about Kyler Gordon, too? Yeah, like, is it Like, is it that he's versatile? Yes. Or that it's a better fit? Or he's yes. not as good to handle the outside? Is it no, all of those? I, I think he his.
2: sometimes your abilities are more endemic to where you can be used better. We can better use you here. Um Stevenson gives you more size on the outside than Gordon does I think with Gordon you have a player who played both in college a lot more Stevenson's pretty much been a boundary cornerback Gordon played a lot of slot he played a lot of corner. He played all over he's very versatile and if I can have my most versatile player in a position that demands more um, spontaneity in terms of me being quick be able to read and recognize things and he can flourish there because last year they had him doing so many different things. I think sometimes he kind of you know had a yeah. little mind freeze and what have you. This year, right? This year you can just focus on being here, being this guy, and do the things that you've done well and that we know you can do. And this is where you can you know kind of flourish. And you have Stevenson here. You have more size on the outside, and you're going to be dealing with a lot of big receivers, particularly in this in this division as well. And the other, th- other reason why I kind of like the Tyreek Stevenson. It's like look at the quarterbacks the Bears are going to be facing this year. Outside of the AFC West, they are very marginal, extremely marginal. I mean, you're talking, what, golf? Are you scared by golf? No. Nope. You know, Kirk Cousins likes to give it up every now and again. Yep. Okay. Jordan Love, we don't know what he's going to do. Chances are he'll make his mistakes. All right. Desmond Ritter, he hasn't played 17 games yet. Sam Howe, he hasn't played 17 games yet for Washington. We're looking at the – Bryce Young. The, Bryce Young hasn't played a game yet in NFL. Car does Car scare you with, with the Saints? No. He's been known to give it up. There's a reason why he's not in Las Vegas any longer. Right. And then we're looking at uh, Tampa Bay. Second week is probably going to be Baker Mayfield again. Someone known for a pinch for throwing the ball around to everybody. And who am I missing in that division? Did I get I got everybody in that division? So that's the, that's the NFC South. And then you look at the Cardinals. Who's their quarterback going to be by the time we play him?
0: Right.
1: Your I guess said is the same thing. Yeah. So has um, so, got some proving to do this year. It, right. So it, it, and he's still not healthy. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so so what I'm saying is is like there aren't a lot of great quarterbacks here that we're facing outside of Mahomes, Herbert, and Russell if he can bounce back with having uh, the new uh, having um, the head coach from the Saints, former head coach from the Saints, being
0: there sure. in terms yeah, of Payton. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Payton. Uh, you're you're teeing up a lot of topics here. Number one, <laughs> but as far as the Gordon conversation sure, goes, sure. do you think if they could rewind rewind time and go back to the what was he, the 39th pick Take last Christian year? Watson instead. You, well, there's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of options, <laughs> endless options. With if you had all the information, do you think they do they draft him again? No. no. I, you know,
2: yes, I think they draft. I'm sorry, I thought you could say
0: draft differently. No, I think they draft him again. You do?
2: I, yeah, I don't think they're upset at all. I think both players that they chose were important for last year. You know, you're, you can look back with hindsight, I suppose with anything and say, I wish I could have done this a little bit differently. But also I believe sometimes, you know, appreciate what you have and realize you've got two foundational pieces in your secondary that you can build around. Also keep in mind as well, we're not certain about Jalen Johnson in terms of his contract, because he's up for renewal and also he's going to be coming up too. So right. you have to address that. And the, the year before that, the secondary was, Horrendous. It was truly horrible last year. The run defense was truly horrible, horrendous. So I think he's addressed those things last year for the for the secondary and this year for the interior of the defense.
0: Full transparency for anyone who's just checking out for the, f- the show for the first time, because Glenn's on. I at the time I said. I love you taking the third cornerback off the board versus the eighth offensive lineman or the seventh wide receiver. Uh, you have needs all over the field. Mm-hmm. I did not. I did not quibble with the pick. I didn't quibble with the Brisker pick either. So I, I'm. I'm not. Uh, Who you know, would you like? Well, I mean, if we're if we're gonna rewind time, if I can put George Pickens on this team, or uh, you know, if you if you look back at it, uh, you know, edge rusher came right off the board right after it. So that's um, hold on a second. Let me just, like scroll if you're, if you're through.
2: Pickens realized he was coming off of an injury. He hadn't been completely healthy. Uh, yeah. He had finished a year in Georgia, but he hadn't played that entire year because he was coming off an ACL. And if you're talking receiver, who's, who's, our big problem is going to be who's, who's going to throw the ball to him in terms of have the time to do it. I don't know if you're going to. Last year may not have been the time to get a rookie wide receiver. Is my point.
0: Yeah. No. I, I get it. I mean, it would have. Well, I mean, it was at the time people were like take a wide receiver, help out Justin Fields. I mean, that was it was in the conversation. I don't well, know. And
1: I think sure. a, lot of, a lot of fans wanted Pickens just because it's the sexy pick. I mean, mm-hmm. I, like, that. I think the average fan always wants the skill guy. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I right. was like. Get Jackson Smith and Jigman, because him and Fields know each other, and I love wide receivers. I don't care about meat and potatoes, but meat and potatoes is what gets you fed, right? And so I accept it, and I'm excited for Darnell, right? But I just think most fans always want the sexy Ferrari without exactly knowing what's under the hood. And when it came to Pickens, I think there was some worry about character. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, know, diss on this guy's character without knowing him. We'll say maturity. Right, I mean, when they showed the picture of him when he got drafted, he's being goofy and that's his personality great but like again when we talked about you know um, uh, Jalen Carter this year like you know where you stood Mark as far as that being a risk I mean maybe Pickens they felt the same way in that regard to a different extent obviously well,
0: Boye Mafé went right after uh, Kyler and he set the world on fire so far not on fire, but it's a position of, of extreme need. I listen. I, Ky- I Kyler, let's go. Let's have a let's have a big second year here. And I and I thought he without question he got a lot better as the year went along. Yes. There's 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 no doubt about that. And uh, I like the fact that he's bothered by the fact that they're putting him in the slot because he wants to play outside. Quarterback, wide receiver,
1: cornerback. Those are the toughest markets when they hit free agency. So you want to draft those positions mm-hmm. and hit on them so you don't have to pay them for four or five years. I but agree. I do want to go back because sure. you made the statement it was very profound that <laughs> okay. Tyreek Stevenson could win rookie of the year, Being defensive the running, yeah. rookie of the yeah, year. I think he has the potential ro- Well, uh, I mean that also means that you have belief that this defense could surprise. They and and so that excites me because that's what I want as a Bears fan. Okay. We I think a lot of Bears fans also want them to get a couple edge rushers at least one sure. to help, you know, these guys generate a pass rush, but Without that, you're saying that. So, well, you know, you, you have a feeling that this defense could surprise this year? Well, because I, I look back to Eber,
2: Eberflus's defense and I think of Lovey Smith's defense. And Urlacher wasn't a great sacker. Briggs wasn't a great sacker. We didn't have someone that was getting 15, 16, 17 sacks a season. Right. We just didn't. Pressure. It was a collective. It was collective, but pressure. But that team forced turnovers year in and year out. They were top five in turnovers. Leading the league at one point, I think, in turnovers. You know, Briggs and Urlacher, a lot of interceptions between those two linebackers, okay? And I look at this defense doing ex- pretty much the same thing as well. And the other caveat caveat is that I look at who we're playing this year. As I said before, there's not a great offense that we're facing outside of Kansas City, Los Angeles Chargers, potentially the Broncos. I think they're going to have a bounce back year. The Raiders, I don't know what they're going to be. I look at the skill level for Atlanta Falcons, and it's tantalizing, but they're all extremely young, so prone, prone to mistakes. Again, it's the last game of the year, so they may be not as rookie-oriented, but still, they're pretty much kind of like where the Bears are you know, in terms of moving forward about the same space. Goff, I don't think they're going to run the ball. They struggled running the ball last year, and they got rid of two of their guys. Swift is more explosive than Montgomery, I'm sorry. And you look at uh, Jamal Williams, he had 17 touchdowns, and they got rid of that. Montgomery's a nice guy, but to me, Montgomery is a good back, good second back on a good team. You're asking him to be your lead back. Good luck with that. And then Jamar oh. Gibbs, you're asking him to be all these things Alvin Kamara. It's going to take a moment for him to acclimate. I think Jamar Gibbs' uh, season is going to probably mirror pretty much like James Cook's did for Buffalo Bills. Similarly talented type of players, but it took Cook to about midway, late, late in the season to really acclimate to what was required of him. And we got the Lions focusing on that. So what my point is is that golf is better when he's a play-action quarterback. He's much better when he has a good running game. Now you're asking him to kind of like, till these guys get, you know, the running game gets gets uh, gets traction for him to kind of compensate for that. Oh, and by the way, our number one wide receiver we drafted, our first round wide receiver we drafted the year before last, still can't get on the field because now he's suspended for six weeks. You know, so and and our best tight end is is now playing for Minnesota. You know, so. There's going to be struggles there. That means you're going to be forcing passes, and if you get that pressure, I just see mistakes happen. I see mistakes from Jordan. He's got to prove himself. He's going to make some mistakes. I think they're going to run the ball, and they'll keep it simple for him. But if I know that, I'm sure, sure the Bears know that.
1: Mark, yeah, the, I gotta. I, I appreciate you bringing Glenn on. We're we're in the same mind space on a mm. few things. When he said the Montgomery thing, we were kind of we're step for step there. I have respect for him, but I felt the same way as you did. Not trying to denigrate him, mm. but at the same time, I agree as far as his on-the-field production, great leader, whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But then I also think the schedule lines up nicely for the Bears, not just who they play but when they play them. When they play them. Like the Thursday night games, yeah, you get two. It's not ideal, but – who you play on those Thursday nights Washington Washington. and Carolina winnable games and then after each extended bye, after both Thursday games and the bye week we play a divisional opponent after an extended time off so I think the schedule sets up nicely of when we play and who we play them so I like this I like listen I don't
0: I don't bring people on this show that don't know their stuff (laughs) Glenn comes in there and he's firing I said I said at the top of the show we know football. This dude really knows football. Hit the like button, by the way, if you're enjoying Glenn. We appreciate it. Uh, and also, he keeps himself in great shape. And now that we're in the thick of summers, as do you, Braggs, congratulations on everything you're doing over there. <laughs> there you go. You might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals. Welcome in to uh, one of our new sponsors, Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and ready, nutritious, delicious meals, delicious Delivered straight to your door. You're going to save time, you're going to eat well, and you're going to stay on track as you try to reach your fitness and eating goals. Too busy, like we all are in the summer, to cook. Want to make sure eating well, Factor skips the entire trip to the grocery store and the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning, all of it. But they do give you the flavor and the nutritional quality that you're looking for. Factor's fresh, it's never frozen. Meals are ready in just, listen to this, two minutes. Two minutes, baby, you're eating, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, get back to your outside and soak up the warm weather or whatever you're doing. Rock and roll, baby. They offer delicious flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles, keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, protein plus, however you want to do it. They've got everything for you prepared by chefs, approved by dietitians. These aren't exactly you know me and Braggs who are making the meals. These are real people that know what they're doing. Each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long while making your goals. Here you go. Head to Factormeals.com, Factormeals.com, and put in the code CHGOBEARS50. Use that code CHGOBEARS50, and yes, you get 50% off. 50% off. That's CHGOBEARS50 at Factormeals.com. 50% off. So check it out if you haven't already. Factor's delicious. It's easy. C-H-G-O bears 50. Factormeals.com. Gregory, what are you doing? Poppy is is looking at you from Kevin's office. <laughs> she's been sitting like, like that please. for this whole time. Beautiful. She's doing a great job. I get job.
1: distracted by dogs. Don't, don't, you know? don't, get like, dis- don't, don't. So cute. Don't. If you, just,
0: <laughs> I'm you, sorry. You do that, you're going to, you're going to, she's going to feel like attention then she's going to bark and I'm going to be mad. <laughs> so just, would you, can you, can you, can you tell us about Shady Rays, or am I telling you? You're gonna sh- tell about Shady Rays. I'm gonna Rays. tell us about Shady Rays. Okay. You're gonna, gonna do it. Let me. Let, I, I I I got the Shady Rays. You, but yeah, you well, got it. I, I got wore them this weekend. I wore them to Wrigley. I, you know, this is. I, I I am an endorser and a user of the product. You know it. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered uh, for the warm weather as well. Independent sunglasses company. Don't mess around. The most insane protection all, in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses, Glenn. We're gonna get you a pair. Is backed by their lost and broken replacements. If you lose them, even day one or any day, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, so you can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. I nearly sat on my Shady Rays uh, the other day. Poppy the Puppy nearly <laughs> sat on them, too. I had them in the car uh, on my on the old passenger seat. So, uh, listen, I could have gotten a brand new pair if that had happened. Uh, together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing the much-needed support uh, for nonprofit partners also across the U.S. They do a lot of giving back, which is beautiful, uh, building play sets for pediatric cancer patients, uh, to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Ray's doing a lot of great stuff out there, so it's a great, just a great company to support. And by the way, if you don't like them when you get them, you can return them free within 30 days. No risk when you're shopping. Uh, they've got your back. Exclusive for you, the CHGO listener, Shady Ray's giving you their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use that code CHGO. Also, 50% off for two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right, let's go back to the start of the draft. Quick shout out to BC Bears fan in the chat who says Glenn is the best non-player guest that has been on the show. Thank All right, you. BC, shout out to you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Again, hit that like button and uh, listen. We'll get we'll get Glenn in here. However, <laughs> wrong, however often he wants to be in, <laughs> we'll, 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 keep, we'll keep asking. Um, so, at any rate, uh, I want to. When we started doing. When I was asking you about, you know, who you w- thought the Bears were going to pick mm-hmm. and what they should do, your first offensive lineman that you had off your board was Broderick Jones. Yes. Who obviously, you know, did not. He did not. I mean. He won
2: first round, though. He, yeah, no, had, he did. He, team he did. moved up to get him, I But say. so I'm, wonder,
0: I'm wondering, do you think that there, that the Bears made a mistake perhaps here?
2: No, I think they just went for something different. Here's the thing. We're not house hall we're not in the brain trust we're not with the brain trust of the bears so pretty much last year going forward everyone wants what i Want to protect justin correct usually that means left tackle because he's a right-handed quarterback and so we're saying hey braxton's kind of struggling a little bit he's okay but the power rush guys really seem to eat him up so we're thinking first round pick left tackle if you're thinking left tackle, for the most part, it started off either with Skaransky or Paris Johnson. And then I was really big on Broderick Jones. I'm a big SEC guy, you know this. I Went to Tennessee, so I'm a little biased. Hate Alabama and Florida, by the way. But anyway, I'm watching Georgia and I'm watching Broderick Jones and I'm like, I can't recall having seen someone at his size that's felt and that athletic. And that ability to make a mistake and still get back quick enough to correct the mistake he made and stop the guy from doing whatever damage he thought he was going to do and to do it consistently. And we're talking in the SEC where, again, you know, those guys play on Sunday. Those those are plug and play type kind of athletes to come out of the SEC. And he did it consistently. And I'm like, he still doesn't know what he's doing yet. (laughs) and He's still (laughs) dominating, not just winning. He's dominating. Like he's not – giving any purchase at all, you know? So I was very high on him. And so I'm thinking left tackle. When the Bears went right tackle, and again, I'm a little biased with Tennessee, I had Darnell Wright, I do a weekly mock draft over at NBC Sports. I didn't have Darnell Wright on my mock draft as a first round pick till late in the year. And I had him like late, like maybe somewhere between 28, 32. I thought maybe someone like the Chiefs might go for him because they already went Tennessee when they took Trey Smith. Okay? So I thought they may take him as well, booking them together potentially because uh, Trey's the right guard and have, have, uh, have Darnell right next to him. And then he started, he being right started getting traction. And when you look at his tape, you know, more times than nine, you guys can, can, you know, co-sign on this or not, usually when you're pulling your, your offensive lineman, you pull your left guard or your left tackle, those are generally tend to be the more athletic of the offensive linemen. Sure. Your right side guys are not, not so much so. There's footage of Darnell Wright they're, they're pulling their right tackle all the way across the line to lead a block. You don't see that often, if at all. You really don't. And he did it more than once. And he, he's getting there quick enough to where he's affecting the first guys hitting and getting to the second level. I know more times than not when we talk about weaponization of, of players, we're talking about the skilled players, wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks. You can literally weaponize Darnell Wright. Because it's his, uh, unusual athleticism. And the reason why I think the Bears to answer your question why they went right tackles because they felt like, well, Braxton, his feet are good. His agility is good. His, his, his usage with his arms are, are pretty good. We can, we can tutor that along. He just needs to get stronger. He needs to become more functionally strong as an NFL player. And we can work on that in the offseason. So if I have two, I being the Bears, have two athletic tackle, bookend tackles, I can do a lot of things. And with the running game, keep in mind the Bears led the league in rushing last year, over 3,100 yards in rushing.
1: Yep. For Broke the worst the all-time team in the record for Bears rushing yards yeah. as a team, it, which season. is crazy
2: because historically we are the running, <laughs> you right. know, organization in NFL.
1: NFL. Never had Justin Fields. <laughs> True.
2: And that made a big difference, no doubt. Yeah. But he only counted for one third of those yards. Right. You know. Right. So you're talking about a team where everybody knew you can't pass. We can't pass. We don't know if the quarterback can throw the ball, but we know he, can't have, he doesn't have time to pass. His receivers can't unfurl to get themselves open enough to catch a pass. And then when they do, they drop the pass. <laughs> so <laughs> they can't pass. They can run. So go into every game knowing we have to stop the run, knowing we have to stop Justin from running, knowing we have to stop the Bears from doing whatever they need to do to try and advance the ball down the field, and they couldn't do it. Now your offensive line is arguably better. Your interior is a lot better it's athletic it's nasty on the inside moving white hair and if he does stay at center I'm really I'm good for that just working the shotgun releases but I'm good for that and having Tevin I know he's moving from the right side to the left side I know there's going to be adjustments it's going to take some time for those guys to synchronize together but you've got Nate Davis nasty we know Jenkins is nasty Cody proven nasty and now you've got Darnell Wright who we've seen nothing but nasty in college where you asked the premier off or, uh, edge rushers coming out of the SEC and B.J. Ozilary and uh, Will Anderson, who's the guy they struggle with the most without hesitation down there right. And now you've got Braxton Jones, who just by osmosis should become a little more nasty because everybody else next to him is nasty.
1: Well, and everybody's telling him he needs to get stronger. Yeah, right, so, now, right. Man, I'm sure he was right. rage pumping. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing
2: more you know to your ego than to hear that. So, yeah. but my point is, you have a very athletic, mobile offensive line now, and you can do a lot of misdirection. You can you can pull either side, and then if you do 12 personnel, you put Tunyon, and you've got Komet, Now. You know, you can run to either side. Nobody knows what you're going to do. If you think back to when the Falcons made that Super Bowl run that year that they went, there are times where they were playing 12 personnel. Sometimes, you know, they have three tight ends back there, and they had one wide receiver, and they were killing everybody. It's like they couldn't stop it. And you look what they did in that whole playoff run. They destroyed Green Bay. It was just like a steamroll. It's like, what are they doing? It's just like, because you don't know what you're going to do out of that formation. And if everybody can run and catch the ball that formation, I don't know what you're going to do. And you can misdirect it very easily. And I see the Bears doing a lot of that going forward. And if you look at what gets you, where he comes from, he's that, that same tree, you know, from LaFleur and also I think LaFleur, i.e. Shanahan, if I'm correct, right? So mm-hmm. we're going to see the Bears implement what they did really well last year and help Justin be able to have not have time to pass but also have time for those receivers to get open be open and for us to matriculate the ball down And, the field. and that's a
1: point I've been making a lot here lately uh, we hear so much about it. it's money on the table time for Justin Fields but it is just as equal for Luke Getze yes because when you talk about Lafleur Shanahan specifically Shanahan's offense in San Francisco they can, they're interchangeable with their quarterback. Their system is <laughs> right. what their system is, and they're going to move the ball and they're going to find those weak spots and they're going to do their rollouts and playoff play action and run game and do those floods to one side of the mm-hmm. field and, and give those easy options for the quarterback. So I hope Getsy can get creative. Another thing that I, that really stood out to me, I think I saw it last week from Robert Schmitz. He's, he's now with the bears blog. And I thought he made a really good point. in one of his tape breakdowns was you're seeing a lot of contain with Justin Fields Mm -hmm. on the edge. So Darnell Wright and Broderick Jones aren't always going to get that bull rush because they have to be so cognizant of Justin Fields on the edges. And I I find that really interesting, like how Luke Getzey can, you know, kind of – you know, reverse that mm, and use sure. that as a strength. If they're gonna, then run a delay as they start to back off, and then you come in. Like at first, they think it's a. You know, I think there's just a lot of options for Luke Getzey now that he knows. You know, obviously they see what Getzey's trying to run, but now he sees how they're trying to run against him. So I'm excited to see some of the different dynamics that they can do now that they have a more stable offensive line. And
2: don't forget that with that athleticism of offensive line, what you have to complement that is extreme, extreme speed with your wide receiving group. I mean, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he posted it on Twitter. He called it the Legion of Zoom yeah. because it's so fast. I mean, you have basically everybody, including your quarterback in terms of your wide receivers and your quarterback run a 4-4 or faster. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? That, that is insane. So when you have that athleticism and you're able to roll one way, get a team thinking you're going this way, and then you can misdirect and have the speed, it's going to organically open up and free up a lot of those guys so they don't have to worry about trying to get off of a release so much and not to fight so much. They can be open. There are so many times, remember when we watched Green Bay play and we're like, how is Devontae Adams so wide? How is he so wide open all the mm -mm time? Are you kidding me? Like, I know he's good, but (laughs) damn, I really do. Like, there's nobody around him. How does that happen? You know, the run sets it up, misdirection. Next thing you know, yeah. how many times we see Kittle just running down, you know, doing like a wheel route or something. It's like, how is, how is this dude like 20 Best yards open? The team, you <laughs> right, leaving him open. Right. Right. People Samuels, how is he 20 yards open? And, and, and how come our guys can't get five yards open? What, what are we doing wrong here? I think we'll see the adjustment to that, and I, I think we'll see a proliferation of our offense that we hadn't seen – Maybe, arguably, in my lifetime, <laughs> it's, 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 it's been tough.
0: It's so, been wh- tough. why do you think Las Vegas, which rarely gets anything wrong, mm-hmm. is putting Fields as over/under for throwing the football at 2,700 yards? Because they ran, the, they led the league in rushing last year. So, you think that? I mean, if he doesn't throw for 20. Let me do the math on the fly here one more time because I, sh- I should. I did this last week. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, Justin, I, while you're doing that, I think yeah. Justin would be Go somewhere ahead. between 20, low end 2,800.
2: I think somewhere where 3,200. And I'm, I'm fine with that. For you the are? Season. I'm
0: fine with that for the season. If we're winning, yes. Because if he stays healthy, Glenn, 2,700, that's 158 yards a game throwing the football.
2: Yeah. That, well, that sucks. That. It sucks if you're losing. So let me give San Francisco. Garoppolo threw for how many yards in that conference championship game?
0: Okay, this is why you're here. This is f- uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know,
2: w- the, the key is winning, right? Not making everyone's fantasy team better. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I love Fields. I do. It, I'm yeah. a big fan. My fantasy team last year, I, I drafted him late. He wasn't my initial quarterback. I had Josh Allen. But there was a period. When the Miami game, and I'm like, I don't, maybe I need to start Justin Fields. Right. And it wasn't because he was throwing for 300 yards. I got it. It's because he was getting yards from scrimmage. Give me the yards from scrimmage. Give me the wins. That's fine. And I'm saying that's that's low end. I think that's low end. I honestly think that he'll be closer to 3,200.
1: Especially if he can stay healthy for a 17-game season, which is a lot to ask for, especially with the way he plays the game. But let's just talk in a vacuum and and extrapolate the numbers from there. If he were to play a 17-game season, I agree. I think it's closer to the 3,200 range. And then also with rushing yards, I, I'm curious to hear your, your thoughts on this when we were talking about this last week, I I find it's hard pressed for me. I know we all want him to run less because he ran out of gas at one point when we got way too excited with him. Luke got way too, and I get it. Like let him loose, but I I'm hard pressed to see him not still getting another thousand yards this year. He, he gets 80 yards in his sleep sometimes. Like he makes a 40 yard run look so easy. So I still see him getting a thousand close to a thousand yards on the ground this year.
2: I don't, I don't foresee that. Um, I do see somewhere between 600 to 800 yards, but with a lot less carries with a higher yard per per carry average uh, because he can, you know, eat up yards, like, you know, extremely quickly. He gets 60 on the first drive. I know, right? Every time. It's crazy.
1: So, Thank you on the over every week.
2: <laughs> but, you know, we talked again, you know, or at least I've been saying how athletic this offensive line is and how much you can use misdirection. Those RPOs are going to be hell for teams to deal with, yep. especially once he starts completing these passes. And you, you can't, you know, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're not doubling DJ to begin off, you know, you're asking for to be beat, to be beat deep. And once Tyler Scott can kind of acclimate to it, and you've got Bayless Jones, from what I understand, he's been doing better at catching the ball. You have some more guys that can get up the seam, come out in the flats, just do a lot of different things. So, look, look hopefully he throws for somewhere between 3,800 and 4,000 yards. That would be fantastic. But if he's at 3,200, I'm not upset if we're, you know, 9-8, and 10-7 with a chance to make the playoffs. So, so
0: are you – well, here, again uh, – the Morgan run-through, there's a lot of things that get teed up. Let me go back to Tyler Scott. How yeah. how much did you like that pick, or were you – Oh,
2: dude, I was in love with that
0: pick. Okay. Uh, when we were doing the mock drafts in
2: NBC Sports um, – I didn't, ha- we had. We were limited with how many people we could have, you know, as far as the, the, the first right. six picks or whatever. And so I wasn't able to pick him. But the question was asked, David Hall asked the question, so of the guys that you didn't pick or, you know, you had your guys here, who did you not have on here? Who you, who you would love to have had on there? And I was like, immediately Tyler Scott. I wish I could have found some way to finagle him in there. But I love his immediacy. His ability to get on top of the defense and get beyond the coverage is exceptional. Not only that, but he high points the ball. You know, he does a very good job catching the ball with his hands away from his body. And for a guy who is diminutive in, in terms of height, his ability to leap, his, you know, his vertical is, is significant. So you have a guy here who challenges 50-50 you know, balls. And after the ball, after he catches the ball, it's like, so yeah, it's, yeah. I'm not saying he's Tyreek Hill. He's not Cheetah. Nobody is. Cheetah's Cheetah. But he might be like Little Leopard. You know, he, he is extremely fast. And when he catches the ball, he makes things happen.
0: So and he popped at minicamp to me, like he had a, he had a drop on one ball and Brisker was taunting him, saying too big of a <laughs> moment for you. But like so that right. there was that was like a drop of a disappointment, if you will. But like who cares? Whatever one drop, he was all over that field yeah. and I, I to me like you're, I'm more skeptical on the on the Darnham when he's going to be healthy, the Chase Claypool's going to do anything, stri- and that, so there's there could yeah. be a big opportunity for him I right
2: agree. now. I agree. Yeah, I'm I'm a little skittish when it comes to darnell's because it's, it's ankle man like if you told me it was a hamstring or hell if you told me it was an ac acl i would been like or, or MCL. i've been like i'm like oh, okay well we've seen those guys come with the ankle when your whole you know game Ooh, is predicated that, on your quickness sure. and your lateral quickness and your lateral your agility and your ability to explode side to side i'm concerned september through october by November, I think he may round into shape. You know, in terms of being what we expect him to be, being in the slot, I think might help him a little bit because he won't be facing as much press coverage, and you can get him in motion, and you got him to where you know he's off the line, so he can use what a quickness he has to kind of help, so he doesn't have to necessarily be the Darnell Mooney that you know we knew starting out, and he'd still be effective. But yeah, I'm a little skittish that you know he's going to be 100% at the beginning of the
0: season. Yeah, but to, to, for me, it's it's just you know I'm trying to look glass half full there. And I think there's a reason why they drafted Tyler Scott, uh, sure. and who's diminutive. You know, if you walked in here right now, you you wouldn't be like, oh, there's a football player. <laughs> I mean, he looks more like you right. know, I closer to a you know tennis player. Unbelievable match yes. yesterday. Whoever watched it, brags. Yes. You didn't watch any, I know.
1: I saw it. We were at Murphy's bleachers. I was out the out game. Of the ble- and okay, everyone right was going crazy. Anyway. And so and I didn't game, know why everyone was going crazy after the game the match I saw Jokovic, on. like laying on the ground at one <laughs> point. Everybody was Djokovic. Jokovic. Jokovic. All right. Whatever.
0: The go to tennis. The can Joe we get a, can we get a name right? right? We'll get back to it. <laughs> anyway, they any rate, they picked Tyler Scott, who has a very similar profile, I think, with the idea that, hey, well, you know, I don't think they just picked him just to throw him on the practice squad.
2: No. Where, where do polls come from? What did he see while he was in Kansas City? Right. I know how this works. Right. I know how this can play out. I can't get that guy, but I can get something similar, and we can try and affect a similarity here and have this type of offense that gives us an ability to strike quickly when we need to. But I still want to be able to control and maintain a balance and be able to keep my defense off the field or control the clock and get the other offense off the field. You know, how do you beat a team like the Chiefs when you play them? A lot of times, keep that dude on the sideline. Control the clock, you yep. know. I mean, think about it. The Chiefs, correct me if I'm wrong, the Chiefs lost to the Colts last year. They
1: did. They did. I was actually just watching the quarterback series yes. on Netflix right. and they were showing yeah. that moment. Explain that to me. It's, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. I, and I know they didn't have Tyreek, but they did everybody else. I mean, it was the Colts. The Colts won like what four games last year, five. Yeah. So so yeah, you know, they and, and not only that but it's not the first time the Colts have been a flying ointment when it came to playing uh, the Chiefs, they've given them some issues over the years. So uh, there are things you can do to, you know, stymie a team like the Dolphins with all their speed and all their ability to be explosive offensively. Same thing with the Chiefs, same thing with the Bengals. Think about that. I mean, we beat the Bengals two years ago, the year they went to the Super Bowl. You know? so it's, it's, I'm just saying, there's a chance for us to compete.
0: We all thank you, Indy, by the way, for your four wins and, 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 the, and the fact that you didn't get to five. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you for Greg Bragg's getting to hump an inflatable bear in, in one of the back, great moments of all time. He was back there. Go, uh, we, go ahead, and I'm going to tell yeah, you about guess, Goose yeah, Island. Yeah, go
1: absolutely. Before we get to our next break, just to put it all in a bow, when we talk about Tyree Stevenson and Tyler Scott, Projecting ahead, Mm -hmm. we still got a really fun season to get through with all these guys. But there's kind of been a little bit of a discussion when they drafted these guys. Were they drafted as replacements for Darnell Mooney and Jalen Johnson? Or do you think there's an opportunity for all of this to come together where they re-sign these guys and they all, you know, for a long term, you know, build this together? The pragmatist in me says
2: it was, I'm letting you quietly – passively aggressively know that if you decide to go somewhere else god bless you have a good time and that's, I got that's insurance pure, in my pocket i got insurance in my pocket however we'd love to have you we want you to stay and this can work well together if we can just talk about this but i'm not saying anything. it's leverage yeah it's right? leverage
0: exactly yep. exactly it's leverage all right uh we got a ton to cover in the final 20 minutes here with glenn because uh you know revenue Good detailed discussion today, but first I would do want to, to tell go you about two hours. <laughs> uh, we, we can have a we can have a good beer after this, and if we do, we're going to have it from the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago beer ah, since ah. 1988. <laughs> CHGO proudly supported by Goose with their Goose IPA, the six-time medal winner, the Tropical Beer Hug. The 312 Wheat Ale. I don't know what you were drinking this weekend over there, Gregory, but I had myself a nice 312 Wheat Ale and a full pocket Pills Everyday Beer, what the brewers are drinking. Grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at Goose Island's Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or head on over to their tap room right over here on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer.
1: Yeah, I, I actually was a, the sober one. I was the driver, designated driver for, for my <laughs> Boilers crew that I took to Wrigley. And we went to Murphy's, and there was a lot of 312 flying around Murphy's. So shout-out to those guys. And also shout-out to our guys over at FOCO because, as you see around our whole set, all the different things they've helped you know add to the flair of this studio, all the bobbleheads, you can get a lot of cool stuff from – Foco, F-O-C-O, so get fitted out in the best sports gear around, hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. It's baseball season, aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. Set decorations, like I just mentioned, Foco has donated a few of those, and we appreciate all the love they show us. Uh, check out com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off.
0: And our CHGO Bears off-season coverage with Glenn Morgan in studio today is brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Learn more at ComEd.com forward slash Powering Biz. All right, we, let's talk a little bit. We touched on the defense, but... Uh, Jervon Dexter, yes. second that happened. I see a yes. That means you liked it. I, yes. You did. I did.
2: So, be, And I really had to like it because I hate the Florida Gators. I don't know if I mentioned that or not. <laughs> but,
0: Tennessee hates yes. Florida. We got yes. it. My, my old Twitter handle
2: was like one Gator hater. So, yes, yeah. I am not
1: a fan of Florida. But once you leave. Especially if you become a bear. I I so why it. did it why did I was st- so disappointed in Devin Hester <laughs> doing the Gator Chomp at the draft. Why, yeah,
2: why would he do that? I couldn't
1: believe he yeah, did. That's that. weird. For Florida,
2: maybe he's
1: getting I love that. he's my favorite bear all time, but maybe yeah. he's getting soft at his old age. I mean <laughs> no hey, gator hey, chomp.
0: Maybe they're recruiting his son better than Miami is. I hey,
1: that's a good point. His son's gonna be breaking angles in the league yeah. one day, so could that's be, a good point, Lawrence. Be.
0: Tell me yeah. why you were positive on Jervon, like the Bears are, uh, with <laughs> despite the fact that he, when you watch his tape, really slow off the ball, wasn't going to be coached differently, all that, that, but that like jumped out as a major concern.
2: Um, yeah, he wasn't as explosive. Pickens is a lot more explosive, a little bit quicker, better, better pass rusher, but there's, there's quickness, and there's explosion, and there's also a power surge. And Devon, or, excuse me, Javon Dexter gives you a power surge. He gives you that, that push, that can, can, can uh, concave, the middle of the defense in. I love his length. He is extremely athletic. His ability to chase you down backside is exceptional. He can get to you. He's a guy who was a former basketball player in high school, thought he was going to, I don't know if you saw that uh, yeah, yeah, I watched recently. It. Yeah. So he's a guy who thought he was going to be a basketball player and then realized, you know what, I'm actually pretty good at this football thing and chasing people, extremely strong. Um, I, I just like, and even though when I look at Florida, there are times where he was affecting change in the middle of the field. And although he wasn't making the sack, he was causing pressure, He's causing hurries. And that's the kind of thing that's going to play well with this defense. I think he'll fit in well with this defense. Not only that, but he has some alignment versatility. Yeah. I'm not going to put him on, on the right end and have him be the traditional pass rusher. But I can put him on the left end, and he can contain. And he can, he can probably beat that guy because he's going to be more athletic than that guy who's facing that right tackle he's facing. So I, I like that. And you can move, maneuver him around. And But I, I think he's a guy who, based on what he was not able to do last last two years of Florida, I think he wants to prove himself undoubtedly. And the other reason is, is that it wasn't really his fault at Florida. That Their, their defenses were bad overall, and that wasn't That's just true. all on him. And so there was a lot that went to everyone not playing well, and they were asking him to, you know, read more and, as, as opposed to just get upfield. flew's system, the, the system we've seen play out here in Chicago when Lovey Smith was here is get up the field, get up the field. He's lost some weight as well. He slimmed down a bit, and he's been working on being more explosive. And so I think with that type of dedication, that type of commitment to one to be better and not just prove himself, but prove to the Bears I was worth the pick. We're going to see that play out. And there's competition, you know. He and he and Pickens are probably going to be the backup guys to Billings and uh, Justin, you know. So I,
0: Billings I, might do something. He's freaking huge. They might. He you're not. Might. You're not super high on it.
2: I'm not low. I okay. just. Okay. I, I think. I think. As a veteran, it's good that he's there and these guys can see what they need to do. And you're going to get him in a rotation. And I like the fact that we've got a two deep. You know, if I go to my old college days. you got a two deep right here with the interior part of your defense. Because our edges, as we've talked about, we don't have a significant edge rusher. Do you we want them to sign someone? Yeah, I think they need to sign someone. I was thinking about that last night, too. I'm like, you know, we've got about $31 million left. Like, what do we want to invest in? Do we want to go for a guy like Yannick Ngakwe, who is averaging about eight sacks, you know, a season? Yep. Um, but this is his 16, or whatever. His next team will be it will be a 16. Uh, he's averaged about 700 or so snaps a season, so you know
1: familiarity with the system.
2: Uh, to some degree, yeah, no doubt. He's familiar with a lot of systems, <laughs> you know. But but he is effective, and we know that. But he's going to cost. Like, his market value is somewhere probably around 14 mil a year. Do we want to do that? Uh, and then I was like, okay, well, if, I'm, if I don't want to do that, am I going to go for a guy like uh, Dwayne Smoot? And I'm like, nah, he's young. But he's 28. He's probably going to be what he is. You know, what we see is what we're going to get, which is about five or so sacks a season, about five and a half sacks a season over the last four years. Okay, that's kind of contained. It's not really giving me a, you know, you're not at the end of the game stopping somebody. You're just kind of containing people. You're getting the sacks because they ran your way sometimes, you know. But then I look at a guy, and I'm, I'm usually not big, especially with my fantasy football teams. I'm not big on getting older guys. You know, no. guys are like 32, 31, 30. If there's a three there, I'm, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Justin Houston, um, this guy's still kicking, yep. He's still making plays. And for a while, I want to say he was averaging around 500 or so snaps uh, before last year. And last year, I think he had around, maybe around 300, just a little bit sub 400 snaps. Got nine sacks. So to me, what that says is I, he's an older guy. I get I get more uh, use out of him, or he's more effective. You know, the less I use him. Yep. But you bring him here. He now he is familiar with Eberflus, because he played under Eberflus for a couple of seasons. Okay, has some good seasons played under Eberflus. But he's he realizes I'm a veteran, and not only that, but he knows Poles. I'm sure he has some interactions with Poles when Poles was at like Kansas City. So here's a guy who can come in as a veteran, and. Be a mentor, tutor the guys who are here, help them out a little bit. Maybe sign for two seasons, and he's probably not going to cost more. His market value is probably around five mil a year, and that's a lot different than fourteen mil a year. I'm more excited for potentially who we can get next year as an edge rusher than what we have right now. But we still need someone. And Terrell, Terrell Lewis, I, I like him okay, but he's stiff around the hips. I don't see him making that bend around the corner to make a difference. Otherwise, he probably have stayed where he was.
1: Yep, we had Matt Verduran on, and he echo those sentiments oh, to bring in okay. justin houston Let's so go. we're hearing that a few times the longer he stays on the waiver wire i guess is better for the bears because then we can convince him to a come to a team that's still a work in progress to an extent and and be on a one or two-year deal yeah probably a two-year deal and here's the thing it i'm not as concerned about
2: him coming late because he doesn't have to learn as much because he already knows the system and he's a veteran. He knows his body, and I, I think it, it, he'll be able to acclimate. It, without, it
0: all what lines she, up. It's not going to be super expensive. They know Justin Houston. They mm-hmm. have a need for Justin Houston. The the other thing that doesn't obviously is the age. But I mean, I don't know if, how much they should care about that at this point. No, I mean,
2: I mean last year proved that if you use him judiciously, you're going to get you're going to get some
0: some uh, effectiveness from him. So. You think the NFC North stinks and the NFC yes. as a whole kind of stinks. Yes. Hence, hence <laughs> let's let's be let's be bullish on the bear.
2: Uh, I, I am, to some degree. I'm still a pragmatist. I'm still like, yeah. here's my thing. Here's where I pull back a little bit. Offensive line, although there, there are new pieces here, everyone's moving around, so there's time they have to synchronize. It's going to take some time. Sure. Receiving core, we don't know what we have yet. We know we have some talent. and know it's better, but... Chemistry. Again, the chemistry has to be built. Running backs, probably the most consistent part of the you know offense. That I feel like okay, they should hit the front, hit the ground running. You know, pun intended. Yeah. Defensively, that front seven, it's essentially new in a lot of ways. Uh, the back, back four, I feel good about them. You know, new guy there, but and they're young, but they've shown that they can play a little bit. So my whole point is, it's going to take probably some mid October before we finally figure out who the Bears are before they figure out who they are. They still have to adjust to and figure out what their identity is gonna be, not just offensively, but also defensively. I think offensively, they know they're gonna be more, you know, run, play, action. But until we know that we can pass well, we don't know what that passing is going to look like. So a lot of identity has to be uh, formulated here, and that's going to take some time. So that's why I pull back a little bit. But because of the teams we're playing, I think there'll be a surge late in the, in the season, and you'll see the bear because the, the division stinks. You know, ten and seven can win this division.
0: Start slow, finish strong. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's okay. That's what I just got out of that. They beat Green Bay in on week one. Man, he's a, he, that dude over there, Greg Braggs Jr. Must win. Is, is it's is, a must is,
1: win? It, it, <laughs> it's it's
2: a must win. But here's the funny thing: I don't think we beat him Week One. I think we I beat him in Green
1: Bay. Rip this set apart. <laughs> <laughs> they cannot lose to them Week One well, at home hey, on the three o'clock slot. Yeah, Joe I hear Buck you. and Troy. Well, I hear is, you. is it not Joe Buck anymore? Is he well, on ESPN? Whoever's whoever. going to be calling it. It's a yeah. huge game, and uh, with the Jordan Love now yeah. entering the fold, yeah, he cannot outduel Justin. He doesn't Fields have to outduel Justin. One. It, 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 it it's gonna to appear here. that way no matter how <laughs> it shakes out. Do you care about what people think? How yes, you I care what people think. The chat gives me shit every day. I go home and cry myself to sleep. Yeah, I, <laughs> look, look I, I want the Bears to win Week One. It'd be great if they won Week One. <laughs> but, but they
0: come after us. I read that Reddit thing, every time I go to bed, then I just, you know, hope that I don't wake up in the morning, but, you know, I'm still here.
1: (laughs) Here's what I say, I think the
0: Bears might struggle week one
2: to beat Green Bay. To me, what, in all my quote-unquote years on this earth and watching football, more times than not, what wins out is consistency and continuity. Those two things we're lacking those two things Green Bay right now has in abundance. And I know Rogers is gone. I know that guy who's terrorized us and, you know, maligned us for all these whoa, whoa many years is gone, but Jordan's been there. He's been part of that system for three years. He yep. knows the system and he's going to do more. What the head coach wants him to do.
1: I, 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 I agree to an extent. I think bears fans are putting put the cart before the horse deeming Jordan love a bust before yeah. we actually know for sure. Mm-hmm. What's up, Poppy. And, <laughs> You know, I obviously hope that's the case. I hope he's not. a. I mean, I, don't, I think it's an easier bet to say he's not going to be like Rodgers or Favre, but sure. can he be a productive quarterback? I think that's still yet to be determined. So we'll see. I mean, I, I, um, week one isn't going to tell the whole story. No. You know, so that's the other aspect is even if Jordan Love is better than what Bears fans think he is, you know, week one is uh, an adjustment for everyone, yes. even the – Hall of Fame quarterbacks sometimes will drop a game week 1. So, you
0: we know I the like the 49ers that it's at home. week 1, right? Right, exactly. And what did
1: that do for us?
0: Well, uh, right, but still that to that point, the, the, um, the Packers are going to yeah. run the ball and they're going to use their offensive line. They're not going to ask them to do too much. They're going to win in spite of their quarterback, not because of their quarterback. Their that's the, that's that's the early play and their defense, yes. you know, obviously. So, listen, if the Bears score points, they're winning week 1. If the offense t- is gonna take a while to come together, yeah. Yeah. well then we're we gonna, gonna be in some nauseating to battle and, and you're gonna <laughs> in be twenty
1: nineteen.
0: Yeah, you're gonna be white was knuckling was it.
1: So embarrassing <laughs> it was. with the amount of hype we had going into the hundred years uh, of NFL football. That's where this year is a little different. Like I think Bears fans are starting to raise their expectations, and rightfully so, but they this team still has a, a prove it mentality that you hear in these Pressers in some of these interviews they do, and that's a good place for them to be. You know, Justin Fields wants to prove people wrong. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Matt Eberflus is getting ranked the worst coach in football. I don't, I'm sure he doesn't pay attention to it, but right. the team hears this stuff to an extent, and so I think they have a little bit of chip on their shoulder. They're gonna, there's a hype that I'm excited to see at camp, mm-hmm. and I feel is going to be tangible, similar to that. 2018 team so but a better focus than that 2019 team who went in like ah if we just get the kicker right we're good and then they (laughs) they get smacked in the mouth all year you know what
2: i'll consider I'll, i'll be happy as a bear fan if i can be excited about every game you know there have been so many years where it's just been difficult brutal painful any other adjective i can come up with just to watch this offense play or do whatever they call playing it 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 was god awful, <laughs> and now every <laughs> well week, said every week should pretty much be must see TV. Yep. If Justin, if nothing else, makes you want to see yep. what is he going to do that we didn't see him do last week.
0: Yep. Let me just say about just that point. Listen, I don't. If the Bears are winning games, great. I'm just saying when you're trying to get to the point where you win a Super Bowl and put 1985 in the rearview mirror. Yes. He's got to be a dude. I'm not saying he needs to throw for 400 a game. I'm not all hyped on, you know, exi- you know that he's got to be the passing guy in the league. But he's got to be throwing for 2 to 250. You know, that and that, helps. That, I mean that. Justin just, uh, Herbert, what has he done since he's been in the league? He's throwing for f- right. And what has the team done? I, I got it. Right. I, what's, but I'm not saying it needs to be that. I'm just saying right. oh, AFC West, though, too, right? Wow. Where you're, Look,
2: you, when you're in the playoffs, you're playing. You play in the playoffs, and yeah. that, some of that is the head coach. I get it. You know, yeah. he, he finds ways for them. To, he snatches victory from the, or snatches defeat from the jaws of victory. Right. You
1: know. But, but to your point, though, if he was in the NFC North this year, he'd be feeling a little well, better. <laughs> well, Kirk Cousins, he's been putting up. He's a great fantasy guy. He's been on 4,000 yeah. yards a year. Yeah.
2: Justin Jefferson, who I think potentially be the NFL offensive player of the year. All
1: offensive right. Jared MVP. Jared Goff. I mean, uh, you know, I know our, our one of our trolls in our chat, Don Burr, is a Lions <laughs> fan. He points out if Justin Fields put up the kind of numbers, to, uh, you know uh, – you know, J- Jared Goff did. We'd yeah. we'd be doing a parade in, on Lakeshore Drive for it. Possible. But they still didn't make the playoffs. Well, what,
0: what, what did Jalen Hurts throw for last year? I had to look it up, so I'm I'm not holding. You last guys. year, what did he throw for? Yeah, uh, I, I know. Asking or
1: is this a, I'm asking. I do you. have it. it. I see. He went.
0: He went. Look, they made a major major offseason. AJ Brown. Brown, the whole I'm thing. Say 31-44 to 38? 42. 37-01. Okay. So he right. so ran
1: for 700 yards?
0: Guess again. 800? No, you're right. I was looking for it. 760. <laughs> we were right there. He went from, he 20, that's interesting, too, by the way, as far as, like, in 2021, he went from 784 to, he dropped down 24 yards. 784 to 760.
2: Yeah, but it's not a fair comparison with Jalen Hurts because he came into a situation far better than Justin ever oh, No question. Yeah. No question. Yeah. No question. Which and not only like that, but he's got two receivers. I mean, and he's both. got a defense that gets him the ball back. And he's got a tight end. And he's got a defense that gets him the ball back. I mean I mean they, they gave away Sanders. <laughs> they're
0: yeah. like, Yeah. yeah don't here. need him. We don't need you. No problem. Glenn, you were awesome. I nice knew you man. would be. Uh, let's do let's, 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 let's this man. again. Oh, dude, thank you. We yeah, became yeah, yeah. smarter
1: oh, football guys here today. <laughs> today. No, for real. I mean, appreciate I appreciate the conversation. They hey, to, uh, and to bring some, you know, semblance of uh, <laughs> Dave, the David Montgomery thing, because Hogue and <laughs> uh, Carm last year raked me over the coals no, dude. all year last year. Look, about when, it, so. when the guy was at now, on the other side, we can all hate <laughs> on him. When he's at field. Iowa
2: State, you look at his highlight package.
1: Anytime I can't find a run for 20 yards and it's your highlight package, <laughs> there's a problem. He had one carry for over 20 yards last year, and he ran the ball 200 times. Like, <laughs> Thank you. And these guys were giving me all this don't crap. Don't why. give me that look. Oh, now, he's on. on the other side of the tracks now, so we can just dog David Montgomery. Nice dude. Like him. Really nice Really good in pass protection. He took good a picture dude. with my daughter dude. last year, so good. then I <laughs> then I had to hate on him all year because I like Herbert more.
0: Good dude, good player. <laughs> Sorry, David. Not elite. That's fine. Yeah. They're, they're, and
1: he trashes the Bears now, so forget him. <laughs> right. You right know? Trash you're done the with
0: Bears. You. Hit the like button on the way out if you haven't already, especially, uh, you know, just a little extra special for uh, Glenn being joining us here for the yeah, first time today. We Thank appreciate guys. it. We're... We're yeah, back to, tomorrow at noon, and then Wednesday will be The Return. Poppy, come here. Come Get here, buddy. Come here. Come here. Up here. can Up. see you? Her. <laughs> Up here. I'm not going to pick Poppy. like, oh, his oh, Poppy. Like, oh, A yeah. TV shy. A little TV shy. Oh. All right. There we go. Very yeah, cute. Yes, so we, we, uh, special day because we got the animal here. Pop, how many wins? Lick my hand <laughs> if they win 10 games. There you go. 10 wins right there, there baby. There go. Thanks for watching, CHGO Bears. We'll see you tomorrow at noon.
1: Ah, mmm. The
2: first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy.